Walking in the winter, walking in the winter, walking in the winter wonderland. Walking in the winter, walking in the winter, walking in the winter wonderland. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away, is the bluebird here to stay? Is the new bird? He's singing a song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow, we can build a snowman and pretend that he's Parson Brown. He'll say, Are you married? We'll say, No, man. But you can do the job while you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made. Walking in a winter wonderland. Walking in a winter the Jeremiah Show. Welcome to the Holiday Show. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Boxing Day, Kwanzaa, and Festivus. Yes, Festivus is a real holiday now. Can you believe that? It's not just a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> and celebrate on the 23rd of December, just in case you're wondering. Um, no commercialism there at all. You asked for them, and they're back. Today on the show, your favorite singing siblings, American folk trio, Girl Named Tom, returns to celebrate the holidays with us on our annual TJS holiday show. Caleb, Becca, and Joshua are here. After a year of touring and over a hundred dates on the road, they bring us all a gift. Their brand new Christmas album, One More Christmas. All right, so here's what you should know about Girl Named Tom before we all deck the halls and celebrate the holidays together. We're going we're gonna to catch up a little bit. Um, on the Jeremiah Show, this show that you're listening to, I was looking back. You were here. A girl named Tom was here. They were, I don't know, three uh, three of the shows, I think, episodes into The Voice. You hadn't won yet. Um, sure. I predicted on the show, I think, that you were going to win. Uh, <laughs> and since then, Girl Named Tom is the most listened to interview on our show in eight years uh, with over 150,000 downloads last year, just of the podcast on the various podcast platforms. And the interview is also the most viewed 
on YouTube channel last year with over 35,000 views. I know that's nothing compared to what you guys get, but for us, we were like, that's a pretty cool girl named Tom. You guys are loved. Hey, awesome. You said 150,000 podcast downloads? Yes. In that's less than a year. And the 35,000, wow. I mean, normally I get like one or two views. So <laughs> 35,000 was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding, but maybe four. <laughs> So you love Girl Named Tom, and so do I. Like I said, I think off air here, I, I was looking forward to you all morning. Just there, your energy that you bring to everything that you do uh, and these great smiles. I mean, you guys, uh, I couldn't wait to see some happy smiles. So I'm, I'm so happy to have you here. Let me get through a couple of the things, catch everybody up on what you've been doing since last you were on. Um, and if you don't know a girl named Tom, I'll give you a little bit of background here and then we'll talk about the rest together. Uh, originally intending to go to medical school. Were all three of you intending on going to medical school? We were. Really? Yeah. So you, you kind of do everything together all the time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> either, a, either, either a three-piece private practice or a three-piece trio. <laughs> <laughs> thing one, thing two, thing three. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Thing one. Okay, so were you all going to practice various medical fields, or were you interested in the same thing? Well, the boys made it a lot further in their studies than I did. Both of them graduated college with biochemistry degrees, and I was on the way to college to get a biochemistry degree, and I don't think any of us really um knew what specifically we wanted to do with those medical but something in the medical field our grandpa was a doctor so family practice would have been i don't know yeah but yeah wow. we had so many amazing doctors in, in our exactly. family and so yeah. we kind of knew what that li lifestyle looked like and um do you think yeah. you'll ever go back to that idea it's not in the plans. <laughs> it's not in the plans. You're going all the way with Girl Named Tom. I love it. Um, so the band, in case you didn't know, and you, and you can go back to that original episode uh, or on the YouTube channel. The episode number was, oh, I didn't put it down here. I thought I did. It's about 100 or so ago, back in the 400s. Um, but so each, I checked that out. I'm not going to go back to a lot of the things we talked about before, but I did want to mention that uh, the name for your band, the girl named Tom was inspired by Joshua and Caleb's desire to have another brother. Um, <laughs> and it originates from Joshua calling their sister, sister Becca here, um, Thomas, when she was a baby. Uh, I think that's so <laughs> cute. I think uh, I was also thinking about your voices, your, the two brothers, what you guys bring in harmony. And then Becca, it's really, are you happy now that you had a sister to to really round your full sound out? I mean, what if you would have had Thomas <laughs> as your third? The Jonas Brothers already exist. Nobody needs another Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, honestly, uh, we, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true that we were wanting another brother. It, I don't even know it, if that was a thought in our head. I think Josh just had the nickname Thomas kind of out of the blue because he's kind of, creative and cuckoo like that mm -hmm. like that <laughs> for yeah. sure i don't know where i got the notes i thought i got them uh, oh, everyone everyone thinks that you're not yeah, the first one very, it's yeah. probably, it, like i think it, that's it, a preferred it, story at this point like people yeah. just <laughs> yeah that's a better story let's go with that yeah. let's go with that it yeah. makes good story that's for sure yeah. um 
you released your first single, Barrier Island, independently. Uh, and correct me if I've got any of this wrong, but I hope I got it right. I hope that was the only mistake I'll make. Um, Barrier Island uh, was released independently in November 2019, and then your first EP was Another World the following month. In September 2021, you entered, the three of you entered the 21st season of The Voice, and you were singing Helplessly, Hoping by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. All four coaches turned their chairs for you, which was the first time, I think, in, 20, in the 21st season, and it's a real rarity. I don't think it's happened many, much in, in the history of The Voice. Um, you chose Team Kelly. Good choice. You made it to the finale, and you won the season on December 14th in 2021. You made history. You were the first trio to ever win The Voice. And you released a holiday single, No Snow for Christmas, the day after The Voice finale under Republic Records. On New Year's Day in 2021, they released a new single, Backup Plan. February released their first album, Hits from the Road. And those were album covers that, that you uh, had on the album, which is a really great album. So they, you're here, Girl Named Tom is back to celebrate the holidays with us again and talk about their second album, One More Christmas, released on November 11th, 2022. Go get a copy now. This is the only Christmas album you want to play at the holidays. I guarantee you this, is, this will make your uh, holiday parties a lot of fun. Um, you're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the tour, the Christmas tour that you're on and uh, fame and everything that's happened in between. Girl Named Tom is also making history again today on the Jeremiah Show. For the first time ever, we are playing three songs in their entirety on today's show. Okay. I only normally do a full, at the very end, I'll do a, a debut of a single, and uh, today we're going to do three. So, after the first break, we, we debut on the show, Isn't That What Christmas Is For?, and at the end of the show, we debut One More Christmas. And in the podcast, the bonus song is Winter Wonderland. Um, welcome, Very guys. Nice. <laughs> Officially, welcome. Thank, Thank you, you so much having for having us. us. Yeah, we're excited. This is yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> what did you say, Becca? I'm feeling the Christmas spirit. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling it again with you guys as well. And um, I wanted to go back to that first interview. I instantly and tell you how I felt afterwards. I do a lot of interviews and meet a lot of people, obviously, like you have. And I felt instantly a connection with the three of you when you were on the show for the first time. I was reflecting on this feeling this morning and this connection as I was putting together some of my questions for you. Um, it was a feeling like I had known you for a really long time, um, although we had just met on the radio over a video call like we are now and we were using you know these one-dimensional tools but we had a three-dimensional connection um and i then i realized this is an effect that you seem to have on all your fans and all of your interviews and all of your performances you really bring it and you bring that energy um you make feel people feel no matter who they are connected to you on a personal level as individuals and through your music. How do you think you do this? Caleb. Mm. Wow. That is, 
Such a compliment. Such a compliment. Yeah, we're blushing over here. That's amazing. Um, thanks for those words. That was eloquently put. Um, yeah, you know, hearing you say that, and it's it's been something that we've slowly come to realize ourselves. You know, we didn't realize that this was something within us or some pattern that would develop that people would feel this way about us. Um, but when we look like retrospectively, we look back at since we've become a band, when we were driving around in our parents' minivan doing that thing, um, I think we probably talked about that a little bit in your previous episode, but like uh, playing for rooms of 12 or 15, like we were not famous at all. Like there was nothing cool about liking girl named tom right there was no fad <laughs> and yet people somehow felt that connection and would want us back and wanted us to sleep on their couch and wanted to feed us food and they were so generous and um i'm not really sure you're asking how we yeah have is it a conscious thing or is it just who you are as I mean, do you, do you think about that? Do you say, wow, uh, you, I mean, more than that, I bet people walk up to you, right? Becca, people, your fans come up to you and then they just respond to you. In a way, it's genuine, right? I mean, you're probably feeling that. What is that like to you? Is it just, is it something conscious to you or is it just who you are with your fans and with people in, in general, that appreciation, that you know, it's it's genuine, it feels like, with, with the three of you. I attribute it to really being able to be in the present moment. Mm. Like, um, life is happening. It's crazy for all of us. But when a concert starts, all three of us put our heads together and we're there. We're together. We are. It's the most important thing in front of us. And, and just like now, like this interview is the most important thing right now. And so to just be able to be with the people that we are with fully. And, um, I think people really appreciate that. And, and it is real. We're, we're curious. We're curious about how people respond, how, how we can connect with people. Um, cause they're awesome. And I, I think, I think that's one of, one of the gifts that we have is is that that wonder and that curiosity about other people and just mm. really wanting to connect. That's a good word to describe it. Wonder that you're in present. Uh, that's that's felt for sure. Uh, it's not very common, and that's why I bring it up. I I think it's um it's it's uh, it can be an effort for some people in the shows, but it really feels you guys feel very genuine, very present. And I feel your wonder as well. I think that's a great way to describe it. Uh, one of my favorite covers that you've done is Joni Mitchell's River. It's a song about Christmas and, and being at a place and a new, a new place in life. Um, the opening lyrics go like this. It's coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees. They're putting up reindeer and singing songs of joy and peace. Oh, I wish I had a river I could skate away on. Now, of course, Becca sings it much better 
then I say it. <laughs> it's it's just a beautiful cover that you've done. And uh, Joni, so Joni Mitchell's Canadian, but she moved to California to pursue her music career. She has said that the song is about her spending Christmas in a place far from her home, a place that was so foreign to her. And it's a song about wanting to get away from everything and go back to simpler, more innocent times. So you guys have performed in over a hundred venues this year. Um, and keeping up with your Instagram post, it's obvious that you have a love for performing, uh, being on the road and meeting your fans, but you have found fame so fast. You've woken up in so many new cities. You've performed in so many new venues and you're not slowing down at all this month. Were there ever any times when you felt like you wanted to get away from everything and go back to simpler times like the Joni Mitchell song River and how she felt when she wrote it, Becca? Oh, yes. I mean, with with performing, with being on the road, with having this attention, there's a lot of responsibility. And it sometimes feels difficult to keep everything squared away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really thankful for my brothers that I don't feel alone in that responsibility. We can shoulder it together. Um, and I really haven't felt like this isn't right. Like um, I want to go home, but there is that like, I'm longing for the day when it will be easier, <laughs> knowing that it might not ever be easier. But um, yeah, there it, it's not perfect. It's not a cakewalk. No. Um, and, and I don't want to take anything away because I know how much you guys love what you're fit, you know, that you have been um, welcomed and embraced and, and people love you so much. But it, you know, you're human beings, the three of you. And I look at your tour dates and I look at December and I said, oh my God, you, you're not, I'm, I, I feel very lucky. First of all, I want to thank you and honor that you could, that you did this interview um, because you're so busy and an hour of your time. I'm sure you'd love this just to be alone and read a book or have a cup of tea or whatever. Rest your voice, Caleb. Um, so I just want to, you know, if, in case I forget to really thank you, I want to thank you for that and your fans. Thank you. Um, but what are some of the, it hasn't been easy. You said it's, I think this talking to you guys and catching up with you after the fame that you've experienced this year and the success and the, and everything you've done. Um, it's, it's, it's unique kind of to catch you at this time and, you know, talk about not only all the things in your personal life that have happened this year, but the, the, the change in your lives with this, um, you know, being on stage and being in front of the public. And what are some of the things that have been difficult for you, Becca? I, not easy. To be honest, I've been experiencing a lot of self-doubt that what I'm putting on the stage isn't enough somehow you know um so that's that's heavy to to hold sometimes mm. and i have pockets of time where i'm like no it is enough but then there's always the, the creeps in again saying like no you actually made 12 mistakes and we were counting and, <laughs> and um, i'm really glad you didn't make 13 but like come on we could have made 11 mistakes like <laughs> so a very like 
analyzing brain is in my head and yeah. it can be difficult to well doesn't that show your professionalism and perfection and probably nobody noticed those 11 mistakes except for you and maybe your brother because you guys work <laughs> on it so hard together as a team um uh, it, it, i think we all experience those doubts so again a very refreshing honest answer from you i really appreciate you being honest about that because it's we all experience doubts and we and self-critique right we're not good enough and should i be wearing this santa cap on this interview <laughs> <laughs> those kind of things <laughs> well i regret this about two years from now or today <laughs> later today <laughs> uh, all right we got to take a real quick break and i'm going to tell you and i want to get back real quickly because i want to tell you right uh, talk with everybody here a little bit longer um Pick up your copy of Girl Named Tom's new album for Christmas. It's called One More Christmas. Uh, you can check out their tour dates in a city near you at girlnametom.com and ptxofficial.com. Very, very easy to find them on all the different various social media sites they're on. It's all Girl Named Tom and Instagram. They're on Instagram here. They're on Facebook. They're on YouTube. TikTok, and Twitter, all under a girl named Tom. All right, we'll be right back, and we're going to listen to now. Like I said, we're going to premiere one of your songs right now in the middle of the show. Oh. <laughs> so uh, instead of playing a commercial break, we're going to premiere your song, and, um, and here it is. We'll be right back with Girl Named Tom. This is one, uh, excuse me, this is Isn't That What Christmas Is For. We'll be right back.
And we just released our very first Christmas album called One More Christmas. It's streaming everywhere and we hope you love it. And be sure to check us out as we tour with Pentatonics on their Christmas Spectacular in a city near you. You can find tickets at girlnamedtom.com. Isn't that what Christmas is for? Mr. Restaurant is a tasty new segment on The Jeremiah Show. Host Will Knox, renowned restaurant real estate specialist, serves up a fresh look at the restaurant business. On the menu, celebrity chefs, startups, operators, deal makers, designers, and those are just some of the appetizers. Look for all of Mr. Restaurant's shows. Tell your smart speaker to play The Jeremiah Show, Mr. Restaurant. Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel, I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Hi, I'm Mariel Hemingway, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun Now the jingle hop has begun Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bells chime and jingle bell time Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square In the frosty air What a bright time, it's the right time To rock the night away Jingle bell time is a swell time To go riding in a horse Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet Jingle around the clock Mix and a mingle to the jingling beat That's the jingle bell rock, 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 rock We're rockin' around the Christmas tree At the Christmas party hop Mistletoe hung where you can see Every couple tries to stop I'm live, okay. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. This is a special holiday, annual holiday special uh could it be more fun this year we've got girl named tom um back by popular demand i was telling i don't want to embarrass anybody but i was saying this is the hardest interview i've ever had to book i had (laughs) you guys are just like out on the road and doing a million radio interviews and television appearances and i'm like I just I, I I love you guys that much. I'm like I'm gonna keep. Uh, I'll, they'll come on. I'll find a spot. <laughs> uh, and thanks for making a spot for us. This is like the only hour you had free all month. I I'm, I appreciate it. Uh, we just listened to and premiered. Isn't that what Christmas is for? Um, and we came back with Jingle Bell Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by a girl named Tom. Okay. Why did you decide to make a Christmas album? Joshua? Sure. Um, Christmas album is something that we 
all of us have always wanted to do. Um, so that's the first reason. Um, and when we got this gig with Pentatonix, our it was one of our booking agents' maneuvers. He, he pulled a masterclass to get us this tour with Pentatonix, and he was like. We're gonna we're gonna have a Christmas EP out, and uh, when he was selling us, when he was marketing us, and so basically, before he, he was telling everybody that before we had any idea that we were going to put out a Christmas EP, um, but then when we got the gig, he was like. Oh yeah, you're gonna need a Christmas. <laughs> so, so we were like, yes, yeah, do it. Like, want that. Any excuse to put out music, we're all in for, and to write music. We were so thankful that we were able to get four original songs on this album, because um, that's that's at the core of what we really love to do is is write songs. So and, tell us what and, are the four original songs for the listeners out there. Uh, yeah, isn't that what Christmas is for? The song you just heard, that's an original. Uh, it's Almost Christmas, uh, One More Christmas, and Homesick Melody, which we got to write with Scott Hoying of mm. Pentatonix, wow. um, which was a, a wonderful day as well. But yeah, it, it was so fun to record and write this album. Uh, so the album is called One More Christmas. And I think as titles go, it's a really good one. Feels like, uh, I mean, in, in three words, you convey so many feelings that we all have for Christmas. And uh, that's master craftsmanship, I, I think. So really a good title. Uh, it feels wishful. It feels hopeful. What does it mean to you as a group? Uh, Caleb, I know your voice is sore, but if you wouldn't mind answering. Sure. You're saying the title. It yeah, what does it mean, the title, the title of the album, the, the song, the title song? Like any great title, I think it can mean something different, you know, to a lot of people who hear it. Um, uh, but I think at its essence, um, it it means that the world is changing. It kind of goes with the river, what you were talking about earlier mm -hmm. in the last um, segment. The world is changing. Our lives are changing. Traditions are changing. And the people in our lives are either falling away or new ones are coming in. There's so much change all the time. And uh, I think, at least for us, we were lucky enough to have a lot of Christmases in a row where it felt like there was no change. It was our Christmas with the five of our five of our closest family members. And then we go visit those cousins and then go visit those cousins. And we got to be with everybody every year. Um, and that's just not how, you know, life continues to be for most adults, mm -hmm. you know, in the USA. So uh, it's a very familiar feeling for a lot of folks that we just want one more Christmas like it used to be or we just want more, one more Christmas with a specific person. Yeah. Of course, this song um, and this whole album, we couldn't, we couldn't even approach a Christmas album. We couldn't even look at it without seeing our dad everywhere, you know? And so it was very important for us to make sure dad was everywhere, you know, for us to be a genuine band. Mm -hmm. To be honest, we had to make sure dad was 
could be felt, could be seen in this uh, record. And so by making that the title, by making having a really moving title track, One More Christmas, and then a few other little things that happened throughout the album, just like mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. Thank you for bringing that up because I wasn't sure how to how to bring up the passing of your father, and I, I'm really. Uh, it, it actually broke my heart when I heard it this last year, and um, on the on the your your success is all happening, and then you have this personal loss and tragedy for the three of you. It must have just been so hard to see the path and the light and um, and all that. But I, I read. I don't know if this is true, but I'm. You're, that your father really wanted you to keep going and not and not slow for him because he was really loving your success and um, and enjoying that watching his three children you know succeed as you have um, but um, you know really I'm sorry for your loss I did feel uh, and, and hear those those different pieces throughout some of your original work there that re- that could relate back to your father um for so many uh, of us that have lost someone i lost my father as well a couple years ago um the first year the first holidays the first christmas the first thanksgiving are so hard um always but especially the first year have you guys figured out any coping mechanisms that have helped you this past year that might help those fans of yours that are listening right now and have who have lost someone this year do you, what have you learned if you don't mind uh, and if it's not too personal um that might help you, you can go for it okay i've been keeping a journal just specifically for grief and writing things down as they come to me um to process and to remember in hold on and let go at the same time. Um, I think also we took the lantern onto our stage for the Christmas shows and put it on the piano and the lantern is for our dad. And so he's just right there. Um, it's a good reminder that he's within us, that he's watching over us. And the one of the most emotional shows over the last year was when I saw my dad in the audience and I was almost, almost like, what is going on? Um, after he had passed, you saw yes. him? Yeah, after he had passed and he had been gone for like five months, but that was the first time I had seen him in person. Um, and I don't know if that happens for other people, but it happened. It hasn't happened since, but just to, keep reminding ourselves that it's different now but he's still here mm-hmm. yeah and i would i would include to like hold on to those people who who can hold you in your moments of grief and say like i got you like one of the special moments of our show is when we can sing that song and for three and a half minutes on stage it's kind of our invitation to the audience to say, feel however you need to feel for this next, these next five minutes. And we'll hold you in that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
and you have to take turns in that. Like yeah. then our band mates say like, just make it through the show. And then after the show, feel what you need to feel. Mm-hmm. And we've got you. And likewise for our bandmates, we say, okay, you know, it's just like this taking of turns because we all have things to grieve and, um, to really latch and hold on to those people that can allow you to grieve deeply. And that's, it's, it's so important. I imagine at some times there's also a, a, a bit of anger that that's happened this year for you, you know, but, um, you're, you're right. I love that you bring your father to the stage. I mean, he is, he is your voice when your voices are coming out and he is that magical connection to that audience as well. Um, I think that's a really special thing that you, that you are all are doing um, with your audience and sharing with your audience members. Um, if you wouldn't mind, could we dedicate this show to your father? This interview? I would, I, would like, I would love to I'd be honored if you, you'd allow us to do that. Um, I know how much you meant to you. What are some of the traditions that you, Caleb, you mentioned this, and I, it's something I say a lot too. I, I've slowly really liked, started really like Christmas and Thanksgiving because um, as you get older, you start realizing one more Christmas, maybe, you know, people that are starting to leave your life or there's changes in the world, as you said, but the traditions become those things that you count on, you know, as, um, and you can find, you know, you can remember your childhood and some of your best Christmases or your, um, just the feeling that you get around this time of year. What are some of the, at your home, the three of you, what were some of the things that you liked most traditionally about Christmas? Joshua, if you'd like to start, then we'll go to Becca. Sure. Um, what, one memory that pops to my mind really quickly was on Sunday mornings, our parent, or not Sunday mornings, Christmas mornings. Yeah, yeah. Not always Sunday. <laughs> on Christmas mornings. Um our parents would buy a little time before they would be woken up by us by giving us a Lego project to work on first thing in the morning. So I would wake up at like five or six at some point. Yeah, absolutely. So you would have to work on this before they woke up or before you (laughs) wake up. We would buy them some time (laughs) before we would wake them up. And that was always a really fun tradition um, because we'd run upstairs and see what the new Lego project and then we could work on it together. And yeah, that was was just That's cool. I like that. So do you guys still do that on your own now (laughs) when you wake up? (laughs) It's been a few years, but yeah. yeah, Maybe when there's kids involved, I'll be... uh... Yeah. Projects for them to do. <laughs> well, it's a good one to pass on. That's what I think is so great about these traditions is, you know, some people wear all the same pajamas, you know, on, on yeah. Christmas Eve. Some people, I've never heard the Legos project <laughs> about 5 a.m. on Christmas morning. I like that one. Um, but yeah, everyone has their own little family traditions that have turned into these things that you do. And then you've got to pass them on, right? Becca yeah. to children in the future. That's right. Do you have one, Becca, that you liked a lot about or or a Um, feeling or, you know, something about Christmas that you love? Yeah. One tradition that comes to mind is 
reading children's books with our parents and we would all read a page and pass around the book when we got old enough to read. And we still did that, you know, we're in our twenties, but we would still do that. And just like seeing mom and dad both with tears streaming down their cheeks at these wonderful children's books. Mm. Uh, one of my favorites is An Orange for Frankie by Patricia Polacco. And it's a really moving story. And I think growing up watching both of our parents cry at a story that wasn't their own. Yeah. Um, that was an effect me. you would had on an adult when, as you read this, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, special. Very warm memory. Yeah. yeah, and that's one memory that we're able to continue to this day and into the future. Uh, I'm sure this Christmas when we go back, we'll read those same books because mom, mom had this specific wicker basket that she kept these Christmas books mm. in, and we could only bring them out really for a couple of weeks every year, right? So very special, very then. specific memories, very specific sensations that are like associated with that. Mm -hmm. whisker ba wicker basket full of books and so that's really special what was your favorite book caleb oh the one becca just mentioned was is absolutely a favorite um and then oh the the lamb josh his name is joshua right yes i love the, the cow is named joshua <laughs> well the cow is named Ab abigail oh yeah, yeah you're right i don't abigail. know what the name of that book is <laughs> <laughs> it's like a crippled lamb the crippled Joshua. lamb the crippled yeah, yeah. lamb that's what it's called yeah that one's very sweet that one's a real tearjerker too and all these books are like super sentimental and like rip your heart out um and it's it, it was funny like as kids you want to read a children's book you want to like laugh and ooh and ah at the pictures which we did but our parents like becca said we're always like crying and now we're like we're over ooing on it doing and eyeing at the pictures and now we're into the crying part so mm. <laughs> children's books that make you emotional and cry um th that's there's something neat about that isn't that that idea that tradition that your family started that's another one i have never heard before um i hope you guys don't mind if we if i borrow a few of these <laughs> but it's, you know what's kind of neat about that what i like about that is that it opened up feelings for you after you'd finished your lego project um it opened up feelings to let in that that love for the holiday right that love for and that uh you know one of the songs i love on this new album is about you know giving and um more than receiving and and i i think that tradition that you guys experience um might help with that it just says a says a lot about you all the three of you i really and your family i really admire you know some of the things that you believe in uh we do have to take another break so maybe i will wait i wanted to follow i want to ask a long question here but becca i had a question about the river um not to go back too far but where do you go where do you go when you sing that how does that song connect to you um often when i'm singing that song i think of the the drawing version of the song that came out last year joni mitchell released almost like an animation and it's really cool it was drawn with pencils in black and white it's very lonely and it's very colorless and that's usually what i picture when i sing that song um 
And just like the longing, the, the desolation, the winter desert, mm-hmm. it's where I put my emotion. Okay. Um, I know that video. That's it's beautiful. Um, I wanted to say this to you before we go to our break. Um, I listened to the album over and over this morning before the show, and um, and I, I I actually said to someone that was near me, I said, "Becca's voice is just incredible. It's just an amazing. She's got a your sister has an amazing voice, yeah." Yes, yeah. I mean, Thank definitely. You. I know you have doubts are going to creep in, and those are natural. But you shouldn't doubt your talent at all. It's really, really powerful. Thank you so much. Okay, we're going to go to break here with a song that probably all of you are feeling just a little bit about now: "Homesick Melody." Aww. We're with a girl named Tom. We'll be right back. Set my spirit free Been a long time running Lord knows where I'll be Until then I'll sing I'll sing my homesick melody I can hear it in the distance Calling out for me Longing for the place Where I can set my spirit free Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. CoreRadio.rocks. Hey there, I'm Caleb. I'm Becca. And I'm Joshua. And we are a girl named Tom. Go to girlnametom.com to hear more of our music buy merchandise, and learn about our story. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. You've been listening to The Jeremiah Show. I am Miles Zuniga from Fastball. Hey, this is Tim. And this is Christian. We're L1011. Hi, this is Ron Sexsmith on The Jeremiah Show. The Jeremiah Show. I'm on a crazy rollercoaster sleigh ride. Can't believe it's midnight. Bundled up with you. Flying. 
Teacher's workshop where we saw the elves Making gumdrops, lollipops, peppermint polka dots Cocoa steaming in the pot Crunching caramels, gold wrapped candy bells Drip drop waterfalls of hot Welcome back to the holiday special with girl named Tom having a great time catching up with them. Um, they are in Nashville today at home and uh, uh, God taking a little little break. I was looking at the tour dates. I think you've got you're back on the road on is it Thursday or it might be sooner. Nice. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's Tomorrow. what it was. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have it in front. I was trying to look for the, the tour dates real quickly to give them out. Um, we just came back in with uh, It's Almost Christmas by Girl Named Tom off of their new album. Yeah, Caleb. Off the new album. It's called Pick Up Your Copy Now. Take a break. We'll wait. Uh, go to girlnametom.com or PTX Official. Well, you can't get the album on PTX Official, I don't think. But you can get the album. It's called One More Christmas. Do you like people to go to Bandcamp? I think you guys make the most money there, don't you? Where do you like them to buy it? Where would you send them? To your website or... Bandcamp would be the most directly to us, Probably. but anywhere, anywhere yeah. you get it, um, boosts our numbers and yeah, helps a lot. So, and be sure to not only listen, but like it and subscribe and all those good things. Cause the more we're, we're you're building a big fan base there. And I think a lot of people go and they listen to it and they just forget, they move on and they forget to like or follow you guys. So I think that's real important as well. Um, so happy to have you back on the show. You've been on the road over a hundred dates this year. You're um, uh, you're back on the road tomorrow. Uh, up all the way, pretty much to Christmas. I think you take a break on Festivus <laughs> on the twenty third, right? Is that your last? We said, we said to our booking agent, leave Festivus free. <laughs> yeah, it's very important to us. Uh, I see the metal. Po- I see the metal pole. In the background, Caleb, you got your metal pole for a Christmas tree. <laughs> you guys yeah, remember that Seinfeld episode? Yeah, you like it? That's funny. I don't. I don't even know what we're talking about here. I just referring to Festivus like you did. I, I really don't know. That's how much of a pro Caleb is. He just goes with it. Whatever the heck I'm talking about, he's just gonna <laughs> play along. <laughs> That's a pro for you. Um, he's like, which? Well, who's next? What radio show's next? Okay. <laughs> Um, so you're on the road. How are you touring now? You tour, you used to tour in your mom's minivan. What are you, are you still in the minivan or you got a big tour bus yet? Or a so jet? This tour, we actually have a tour bus, a full size. Oh, nice. Eat our mom's mini, minivan three times over. So yeah. now it's a tour bus. Pretty soon it'll be a tour bus for each of you. And oh, then, <laughs> and, no. Not if I have anything to say about it. I'm going to be close to the boys always. <laughs> they can't get rid of me. <laughs> uh, that's sweet. But, I mean, you guys are siblings. And, come on, siblings fight. You, I'm not going to make you tell all your dirty laundry here today. But um, any fights on the road at all? 
<laughs> who's been naughty? Who's been nice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well. Who gets grumpiest on the road? Grumpiest? Caleb? Yeah. Caleb, because. Oh. Uh, I feel when I'm sick. I'm like, just. just <laughs> it, it, gets, it gets bad pretty quick for me. Yeah, I get grumpy. It's yeah. not it's bad, understandable. though. It's understandable. It's just. Not- Knowing knowing when to give each other space, I think is the is the yes. biggest key. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, yeah. When do you have to give Caleb his space? What's can you see the the mood? What 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 sets him off on the tour bus on those long highway overnight drives to the next spot? I mean, just I mean, quiet. Just being respectful. Like he's really good about like taking the space when when it's available, but like. When it's not, when we're all on the bus, then, you know, just he makes his voice known if he wants mm-hmm. to be quieter or, you know, and, and we just are lucky to travel with really respectful people, yeah. clean people. For sure. And, oh, that's the that's uh, plus on a bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's no one's fault. Like you're just kind of yeah. fancy and you're like removing a lot and you're just like, I'm tired, but I can't really focus. So it's like no one's fault sometimes. Yeah. Wins aggravated. You're human beings and you guys are, you're on the grind. You're not just, you're not showing up for an arena show and then taking five days off and the next one, right? You're, right. you're like one city after another. Um, who sets that? Is it the young energy of a new band and new performers that you're like, we just have to take everything and make this count and make our mark. Who sets that schedule or do you, do you yeah. go along with it? Like, do you guys all goes, we can do a hundred shows this year. I mean, that's a lot. That's hard, hard work. Thankfully we have a booking agent that, that can take the responsibility off of us. Um, Caleb was basically our, our manager and our booker. I mean, we all, we all took some of it, but um, Caleb did most. he did the most of it by far. And now it's just really nice to have, booking agency you can set those dates up for us and um luckily they they said that the the demand is like water coming through a fire hose it's just like um they're getting lots of offers in and um kind of we we say to them like how much we can take you know we say right now four days in a row that's that's the max like for performance and we definitely need a, a day off after after that fourth night so and they've been really great about respecting our boundaries. And if we, if we need time off, like we just set it and yeah, they're, they're very respectful um, of that. And we definitely signed up for it. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah, we're young. This is our time to, to really go for it. And we're excited about it. Um, like Joni Mitchell, she probably wrote that song, like, you know, seven years into touring when she was talking about how she just wants an escape. Yeah. You know, and this is, I mean, this is our first year of really heavy touring. And so, um, we've got a lot to give still and, um, still excited about it. Uh, Joshua, what is that? Is that normal a hundred shows that, or is that, I mean, that seems like the extreme side. What do most, what Taylor Swift that, you know, her new whole concert that she's coming, wasn't it like 110 shows or something? So that's probably, is that like the, that's like when you're major and you're, yeah, you've got that yeah, demand. I mean, I mean, I mean, Taylor hasn't toured for like 
what, three years or so. And like, she's, you know, completely earned that, that freedom of schedule. And now she's just doing it for the fans and because it's fun. And so that's what we hope to earn someday too, um, is, you know, when we want to go on the road and when we, um, then we'd just want some time off or to just be in the studio. Um, but right now we're trying to go in the studio and write songs and tour like all at the same time. There's, and, and we're just going, 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 cause that's, that's how you gotta do it. You gotta, you gotta cut your teeth um, to make it in this, in this and, industry. And, and, yeah. I, and take you guys, it's, you sound grounded and I know the best of them can get, the best artists out there have all gone through what you're going through. Um, you know, make sure you take time for yourself. I, w I was watching the Selena Gomez documentary the other night, My Mind and Me, and and how she, you know, you go through these press junkets, which I'm sure you guys are doing, and hopefully I don't count as one of those, but you, you, you go one after another after another, and they just ask you stupid questions, and they don't really listen, and they're not paying attention, and you just melt down, you know. Becca, what is the thing you've liked most about fame this year and what do you like least about it from your personal experience oh my well i would first say that this is a very amazing interview and we don't feel no this is so fun any type <laughs> yeah. of like obligation or like dragging through the mud this is a lot of fun <laughs> um but yeah one of the things that i've liked about fame is being able to actually see the difference like that's that's my goal in music to make a difference a positive impact on society and there was one show in particular in colorado where we played um in an outdoor amphitheater and afterwards we did a meet and greet at the merch table and there was a long line of people and we were you know we were going to meet every single person there and you weren't going home until you met everybody yeah hopefully yeah. but um it was awesome to see people with NRA shirts come up and say, Hey, we love your music. We think you're doing a great thing for the, you know, and have a lot of compliments. And then the next person's a complete hippie with a peace sign on their shirt and tie dye. And they say, Hey, we love girl named Tom. We love your music. You're doing a great, you know, and then young people and older people. And so just seeing all of that, I really gives me a lot of hope for the future and gives me endurance for the change i hope to be a part of yeah what do you hope will happen the change that you hope to be a part of um and before you answer that you made me think uh, you know one of the things that i'm looking for right now it feels like everything that's out there entertainment wise to watch is very violent and very down and depressing in music um is a little bit different because it depends on your mood but what you three bring what you're bringing to the world is a real different style i think in this date and time that's very welcome and it's uplifting it's hopeful it's fun at times playful um it's joyful and when you mention you know that you're seeing the reactions and you're feeling that you're part of what you want to see in this world, you're, you guys are accomplishing that. You're different than, and I think that's what really another thing that stands out about all of you is that you are, um, you're bringing some light to the world at this dark moment in time. 
Well, that's very, yeah, encouraging to hear. I do hope that people see the light and not that, not that we like enter and bring the light to the stage, but that yes, we do that. And then they feel it glow within themselves too. Mm-hmm. And that they can leave a place with that glow and, and feeling confident about their gifts, about their um, ability to be the kind of person they feel the world needs. needs. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you, all of you, for the gift that you do bring. It's, uh, what is the bigger, Caleb, this was your, I don't want to say it's your vision, but totally, but it would kind of, you kind of convinced your brother and sister to, to form a group and, and make it go at this, right? I mean, where were, you know, when you, when you saw, or when you envisioned, when you had this vision of Girl Named Tom, um, did you ever think you would be here a few years later? And, uh, you know, what has changed? What, what did you, you know, what are some of the things you loved about the vision? And, and what are some of the things you've learned along the way of, about the business? And, and you know, that, you've, that you yeah. uh, didn't realize in the beginning? Uh, everything. <laughs> Cause, uh, you said it was my idea. I was the one that convinced Josh and Becca to do it, but it wasn't my idea. It was my mom. It was our mom's idea. Mm. So it's kind of like this third party, like I had the idea epiphany. And then, yeah, I got to bring it to Josh and Becca and no, I had no idea that it would ever grow to this. I had no frame of reference for what it even meant to be a band. Or to be, a, I didn't even know if we should call ourselves a band at first. I didn't take ourselves that seriously. Like we're a traveling troupe of siblings. I don't know if band is like, you know, band might be like an offense to all real bands out there. So like, I, I, I don't want to call ourselves a band. And so like, that's kind of where we started. And this girl named Tom name, the fact that people actually use it and like are serious about it and like love it is just a miracle in every sense of the word. Like, we we came up with it and it was like kind of goofy and kind of fun and we're like but yeah it was going to be a small town project family project and it's just grown out of proportion like it's it's beautiful to see uh the kind of impact that we have Mm -hmm. um and and it it's really well what i've learned is that everything has changed but really nothing has changed um we're still grinding every day to you know pay our bills with music as a job and we still have people come up to us and say that song really touched me thank you and that's honestly the reason all three of us do what we do right that's why we started um and that's why we still do it to this day um and i guess yeah there's tons of things we've learned uh, from the industry side of things, how to act, how to uh, be professional and still creative and still genuine. Um, and we're always learning more and more, mm-hmm. but I think, I think the very organic nature of, of the inception of Girl Named Tom is going to do so well for us. Like we still feel like a really organic lo-fi like when, every time you use the word fame i don't hardly hear it like it doesn't make sense to me like i don't feel like we're famous at all we're just like an organic small town 
group of siblings who, I guess if you want to call us a band, that's awesome because yeah. I've always wanted to be in a band. So that's cool. <laughs> but I don't even know if we're that, like, we're just, we're just doing what we love. And, uh, yeah, it's cool to hear that. It's inspiring. Oh, uh, if you don't mind me calling you a band, I think in my book, you're a band. And <laughs> in I'm fact, it's it. so funny that we say that because I keep slipping and saying band, but everything I, I read about you, is it always said a trio and it never said band and, and all the press stuff. And I thought, they're a band. I wonder if they don't yeah, want to be called I'll a band. I, I kept thinking, maybe they don't want to be called a band. So I was trying, I, I erased it from my script and everything. I'm like, oh, I'm going to say so what funny. they want me to say. <laughs> but you're a band. And you're one of the best bands out there. You're bringing something to the world that we all need. If you haven't heard a girl named Tom's music, I, I go through back to their back catalog. You guys are um, putting together music and songs and albums and EPs. Uh, really fast on this whirlwind, you know, 100 cities this year and, and, mo and more next year. Pick up your copy of Girl Named Tom's new album for Christmas, One More Christmas. This is the Christmas album of the decade. Let's say that. I'm going to say this <laughs> of the decade. <laughs> and don't just take my word for it. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. Like it. Download it. Buy it. Uh, support a girl named Tom. We have the best listeners around the world in over a hundred countries and all, you know, all around. They love Girl Named Tom. You guys are their number one download. They're number one on our YouTube channel. Um, and let's show, I want, I'm, I'm talking to our listeners now. I want to show Girl Named Tom how much they're loved. Please go out. Jeremiah is asking you right now, go make this the number one Christmas album this year. Go do it. You guys can do it. I know you can. Girl Named Tom, uh, the new album for Christmas is One More Christmas. Go, you can find them on their website, girlnametom.com. There's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter, all at A Girl Named Tom. Uh, their tour this uh, tomorrow, ptxofficial.com. You can check it out there or on their website. And we are going to take you to break right now with... Uh, 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 what child is this? What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, come peasant king to own him. The King of Kings salvation brings, let loving hearts enthrone Him. Shepherds watch our keeping 
Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi there, everybody. This is Ann Hitch. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hucks from the band Everclear. My name's Danny Dreho. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. need help with your restaurant or hospitality business? See how we can help your business at hjlrestaurantadvisors.com. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of the Jeremiah Show. So listen. Hey, this is Jeff Stump Baxter. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected. You won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light from now on, your troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, your troubles will be miles away. Here we are as in olden days. Happy golden days of yore Faithful friends who are dear to us Gather near to us once more Through the years we all will be together Back to the holiday special with Girl Named Tom Who are making it special uh, Welcome back, you three It's nice to see you again this year they're here to talk about and play their new album. We're doing on this show three, um, three of the songs from the album. We're actually putting one in the podcast in its entirety. We're about to premiere um, one more Christmas, and and then the opening we had a we had one, um, a full song as well. It's a really great album. It's called One More Christmas. Again, go check it out and pick up a copy. Welcome back. So. What ha- I was wa- I was looking at your Instagram, and I think it was your first big stadium. There's a, there was one that gave me goosebumps, and I think it was Becca going, "Hey, we're about to walk out on stage," and then you all three walk out of stage, and then it just opens up into this huge arena, um, and it gave me goosebumps. It also made me think, "Do you ever get stage fright, guys?" <laughs> I mean. I- <laughs> Did you have stage fright, or do you? How do you get past that? Big, big, big audience. One of my besties. Um, I definitely have a moment, Jeremiah, where before I step on stage, my heart is beating so fast, my nerves all feel like they're burning or something. I don't know, and I ask myself, why do I do this again? 
Why do I put myself through the torture? <laughs> what am I doing here again? <laughs> no, what is this all for? And then by the end of the show, it's like, that's what it's all for. Mm. I understand. So it's a constant like cycle of those two extremes. Yeah. Yeah. We always talk about how nerves, when you feel those nerves, it means you care. It care, you care about how you're presenting yourself to these people and you want to do your very best. Like, uh, so I think they're really good. Most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, so we can channel them, um, into focus and, um, fun. <laughs> Why am I up here again? <laughs> what am uh, yeah. I doing to myself? That's great. I think they might have to, like, you'd have to drag me. I'd be like, holding onto the curtain <laughs> and in the back. <laughs> um, such a year of extreme highs for you three and for a girl named Tom and the lowest lows. How have these shared experiences made you stronger as a group and as siblings oh man i mean just to have those shared experiences means that we can all relate and that's so important to have people you can relate with and we can tell each other anything we can process together we can support each other hold each other up um with every difficulty and it's it's really, really special that we can do this together. Mm -hmm. How has your faith helped you find strength this year, Becca? Becca Grace. Becca Grace. I, yeah, I found a new meaning for relying on the goodness of God and, and the spirit to lead me through. Um, the Lord is my strength. I don't have strength without the Lord. And that's what I believe. And I think prayer has, I think when I pray, it changes me more than it changes the situation and gives me more strength going into um, any situation. But it's definitely deepened this year. Mm -hmm. Joshua, um, what does your sister bring to a girl named Tom? What is her strength that you, maybe you you learned or you became aware of as you watched her develop into this national stage and yeah. a tour? What are, what are the stories? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, yeah, you've like really, at the beginning of the year, you were, I, since she's right here, I'm just going to talk to her. <laughs> but um, like you were timid of the spotlight and um, almost didn't want to be the star of this group, <laughs> even though Caleb and I have since the beginning have recognized that your voice is d just different and it's like, it just is so captivating. And, um, but now I've seen you embrace that and really you're natural on, on stage, on small stages, on huge stages. And, the way you're able to, to move and connect with, with people, um, and with your voice. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. And to see you just take the reins has been oh, thank you. powerful and, um, very special time for all three of you. Yeah. It gives all of us more confidence when you 
lead like that. And you, you, you just step up to the mic and say, this is my moment, you know, and, and really take it. Yeah. Caleb, same question for you about Joshua and Becca. What, what do they bring to you? What have you, uh, as an, you're the oldest brother, if I'm right. Right. It's true. Yeah. And as an older brother, looking at your brother and sister and watching them this year on stage and, uh, and different challenges, challenging times, moments on tour, what do you, what did you, um, what stood out to you? What, what have you found admirable about both of them that maybe you didn't realize before as much? Oh yeah. This is an excellent question. Um, I think the onstage stuff is, is more obvious. I think anyone can see that growth, um, from the, the command of a stage to the interacting with the crowd, to the joy on the faces, to the emotions. Um, We've all grown a lot in that. I think any fan can can see that, which is exciting. And I can't wait to see how you both will continue to grow in those things. Uh, but I think it's it's the uh, off the stage um, parts that have impressed me most, um, uh, whether it's interacting with fans or the band. Um, our team has grown now. And so you both are in a position where um, you employ, I guess, or are responsible for the uh, some income for other folks, yeah. which is an odd place for especially for like people of your ages, and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it, but I, I'm just really always impressed by your demeanor and your somehow you're able to be upbeat, especially Josh is able to be like upbeat and positive all the time. Uh, I was going to ask that, like, which one of you? He gives everyone, actually, both of them give everyone the benefit of the doubt. They just assume the best in everyone all the time. No questions asked, Uh, which sometimes is, uh, makes me nervous, but in the end, it's what's best for them. I believe, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in in this moment in time, it is super endearing and usually they're right. You know, usually they're exactly on. Um, so yeah try not to lose that don't get hurt but try not to lose that innocence and that that humanity that you guys all have it's a tough business but if anybody picks on you you let me know i'll go after him the jeremiah Jeremiah show in this business don't mess with girl named tom putting that out there right now uh Love all three of you, and um, I'm going to let you go because I really want you to get some rest before you have to hit it before Christmas. Um, but I'm going to ask you each, well, uh, first tell me one last thing. Tell me about the Pentatonics tour and how your involvement there and plug that and promote that and let people know. There's too many dates to give out. I was going to try to give them out, but I think it's easier just to go to the two websites, and I'll mention them again at the end here. But tell us about it. Who wants to tell me about that? pentatonics tour be, uh, because and they call themselves uh i was looking at their instagram they're three times grammy award-winning multi-platinum selling choir nerds they call themselves i didn't call them a nerd um and then i think it was uh, well this is a, a statement but from girl named tom but we are del- beyond delighted to join um the pentatonics tour this year way back to 2012 every time they put out a video you say uh you would gather around your family's Dell computer. <laughs> oh, that must have been hard. Those are big, and they take up the whole table. Um, 
And then you would watch them and listen to the music. But hopefully I didn't take away your story, but tell me about the tour and <laughs> your love for oh them. My, it has been such an honor to be on the Pentatonic stage. They have a huge catalog of Christmas music that um, people are just soaking up. And we, we've been those people. We're huge fans of yeah. who they are um, musically and just as people, they're awesome people. We, we can speak highly of them. Mm -hmm. And it's a blast. We've never been on a tour like this. There's a lot of learning. There's a lot of flexibility involved. And we're getting to know the crew and the um, Pentatonix members. Mm -hmm. have, you mentioned, have you mentioned what we get to do during the show itself? No. Yeah, we get to sing with scott hoying he comes out during our set and sings a piece with us that he wrote with us homesick melody which you heard yeah which is an epic moment and then they out of the generosity of their hearts invited us to come out and sing on river wow and uh evergreen one of their original songs yeah. and so that is very cool uh I, the audience loves it when like there's all of us together oh, on yeah, stage yeah they they lose their mind when Scott comes out for us too. It's very fun. Don't miss this. Don't miss this show. Everybody, get out there and support and go go get tickets. It's going to be a great show. Um, definitely download the album. This is let's make this the number one Christmas album this year. Um, um, it's a challenge. <laughs> can you can you do it? And you're going to love it. So I'm do, I'm doing you a favor by telling you to download this album, buy this album. Uh, okay, last question for each one of you, and I'll let you go. Thank you so much again for the catch-up and being with us. But, Becca, I'll start with you. Um, what do you wish for this year? For oh, yourself, your brothers, your, your family, the world, whatever, whatever comes to mind. Oh, my goodness. I, for, I think that this Christmas, what I've really, really been looking forward to is going to see my grandma because I haven't seen her since April. Mm. Yeah. I call her before every show while I'm doing my hair and makeup and, and talk to her. So I just, I can't wait to see her and be with family this Christmas. What's your grandma's name? Do you mind? You don't have to give her last name if you don't want, but. Grandma LaVita. <laughs> LaVita. I love that beautiful name. <laughs> She's beautiful. Joshua, what about you? What do you wish for this year? My wish for myself and the world is to be able to slow down, um, enjoy, enjoy long hours and really reflect on the year, um, the year past, and then kind of envision what the next year is going to hold. And um, yeah, just get some relaxation time. Um, well deserved well deserved you got to stay uh, healthy and relaxed and you're mentally you know sharp so that you can keep creating great music for all of us we want you we want you healthy and 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 happy caleb oh for me um, <laughs> i stalled for you i gave you some time <laughs> oh yeah sitting by the fireplace real wood fire uh some slice of pie. I'm not sure yet which pie it's going to be. And some decaf coffee. <laughs> and reading no more one of those books we were talking about earlier. Oh, I love but it. Good, it. good wishes. All right, you guys. Thank you. It's, uh, 
hard to say goodbye, but it's not forever. We'll see you again soon, hopefully. And uh, much, I hope all your traditions, all your wishes come true over the over hey, the holiday season we got to hear about your tradition sometime or oh, next year yeah well anytime well i'll join you by the fireplace for a cup of coffee yeah i'll keep do i'll do caffeine though <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm tired too <laughs> i don't have the, i don't have the excuse you do but i'm tired um okay girl named tom on girl named tom.com and check them out on tour uh the rest of december and Again, next year, later in the year, Girl Named Tom, you can check out all their tour dates there. Pick up the new album, One More Christmas, and you've waited for it, and here it is, the new single off of One More Christmas, the title song. Enjoy, and happy holidays, everybody. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. These tears are years of memories all at once. Frozen, but time keeps moving on. Dancing snow and melodies in the air. All the carols you would love to hear. Hanging by the fire, there's a stocking with your name. This will never be. Through the highs, through the lows 
winter wonderland Walking in a winter, walking in a winter, walking in a winter wonderland Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight Walking in a winter wonderland Gone away, Gone away. is the bluebird Blue. Here to stay, is the new bird He's singing a song as we go along Walking in a winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he's Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But you can do the job while you're in town Later on, we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To face unafraid the plans that we made Walking in a winter wonderland Walking in the winter, walking in the winter, walking in the winter wonderland. Walking in the winter, walking in the winter, walking in the winter wonderland. Hi, this is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to the Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Hi, everybody. I'm Billy Vera, and I'm here to tell you about my memoir. My memoir is called Harlem to Hollywood, and it's available at Amazon and just about anywhere great books or even lousy books are sold. But mine's a good one, and I think you'll enjoy it. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. This is Miles Copeland. Yeah, I just had the honor of speaking to the Jeremiah Show. Who would have believed that little old me would have the opportunity to speak on such a prestigious show? And they even talked about my book, Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, My Life in the Music Business. So it was a great pleasure to uh, be on that show, the Jeremiah Show. I love you.